All right, you guys ready? Yep. All right. You're listening to the Tomorrow Today podcast with Kyle Kaplanis. Don't FOMO right. out. That's right. the biggest mistake in this space right now with FOMO. And Duke McKenzie. That's just crazy, right? It's like it's insane. like conversations with thought leaders, experts, influencers, culture shapers, discussing all things innovative, groundbreaking creative developments evolving digital markets. The podcast for those who are curious about what is next. Social media, Web3, NFTs, the metaverse, all the things you need to know about to start planning tomorrow's success today. Welcome to the Tomorrow Today podcast. You have my co-host here, Kyle Kaplanis. What's up, Kyle? What's going on, Duke? Glad to be back. I am Duke McKenzie. And you know what? Today we have a very, very interesting episode today because I wanted to talk to you about Brand Week in Miami. Mm. And the reason why I wanted to do a podcast episode on Brand Week in Miami was two things. Last year, we started hitting the conference circuit, right? We went to NFTR Basel. What I want to talk about was that it was the first sort of massive mainstream conference that I think happened in the business space that I've been to now that was full. It was full on ready and all major Fortune 500 companies pretty much were present there. So mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting. And my big takeaway from that and wanted to talk to you a little bit about it was It was really fascinating because two things, even though the main focus, except on the last day where they talked about Web3 and everything, was on a lot of traditional media, talking about new trends and all of those things and talking about new trends. But what was really fascinating when you heard everybody speak is the amount of change that all of these business leaders and marketers are expecting in the space, just in their businesses over the next short period of time, like over the Mm. next three to 10 years. Let me give you an example. The chief marketing officer from Hyundai Motors spoke. And one of the things that the people from Hyundai Motors talked about that's really disrupting the car industry is California's new electric car laws, where they're saying that in 10 years, all new cars that are sold in the state of California are going to be electric. And it's interesting because it's forcing all of them to rethink their businesses. Right. But not only that, another thing that happened was the U.S. government changed some of the subsidy laws in the U.S. where now they put a price limit on what's the subsidy for electric cars. 90% of cars sold right now are combustible engines. And they're doing is like, wait a minute, in 10 years, we have to completely revamp and rechange our whole industry. Right. Yeah. So that's huge. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I think the big thing on there was just when you listen to the car companies, you look at all the packaged goods companies, you look at all of those things. One of the common theme that I took away from this was that they are all expecting massive, massive changes in their businesses over the next three to Mm -hmm. years. I can imagine that because the car industry has to change, there's going to be a lot of pressure on other industries for environmental factors. It's not just going to affect that industry, but it's going to be a worldwide thing for everything. I can imagine that production lines and all those are going to have laws passing on how they do business themselves. So we're, yeah, we're in a world of eco-friendly, sustainable energy sources that we're going to start seeing, I think, a lot more to help fight global warming and all that stuff. And the other sort of overall themes, the first overall theme for Brand Week in Miami, number one, was that we use the car business as an example, but every single business that was there 
is expecting massive, massive, massive major change is what they're expecting. And then number two, which is fascinating, and one of the effects of of after George Floyd happened and everybody saying, all these brands coming in and saying, we need to include more diversity into our media spend. We need to figure out how to deal with that. What was interesting was that diversity and inclusion was a major topic and had a big influence there as well. One of the people that were there that had a major presence was Group Black, right? And the most popular founder of Group Black was Bonin Bo. He used to be a senior executive at Pepsi. He was a triller and all of those things. But what their whole mission is, is helping and working with, they they started an agency that could help large companies who have made these commitments. So Procter & Gamble said that they would support minority-owned media companies and all of those. Mm -hmm. One of the things that they said, once made these commitments, how do we help these businesses put their money where their mouths are. And they started an agency with the sole purpose of doing that. So that was fascinating just because, yes, they spoke, but it was interesting how that was a topic of conversation that right. even when that wasn't the main topic, mm-hmm. that that it was interesting that it was something that are on the minds of these marketing and media executives. We're seeing it already. There's a lot of pressure. Anybody that's selling advertising rate now or whatever has to keep diversity number one priority. What I've been seeing from all these advertisers and stuff and what they're looking for, it's really interesting the way we're going right now. So many changes are happening today. No, I agree. I agree. I think those are the two big things. The other thing that I took away. So number one, everybody, we use the example of the car. Everyone was talking about massive, massive change throughout their whole businesses. Number two, figuring out about diversity and inclusion, even if it wasn't a main topic, it was something that was on everybody's mind and that that was fascinating and interesting as well. And then number three, what I found interesting was the two mayors that spoke. So the mayor of Miami spoke, Francis Suarez, Mayor Suarez. So the mayor of Miami spoke and I think he, he opened it off. And then the mayor of Washington, D.C., Bowser spoke as well. And it was just interesting because I didn't think a lot. Of course, municipalities are always arguing for business and arguing for entrepreneurship. But what was interesting about those two conversations, even though it was mostly Fortune 500 marketing executives that were there in the crowd that were attending, Mm -hmm. what was fascinating about it was the main pitch for these two mayors were making, and I'm sure it's mayors all over the country, was trying to court entrepreneurs and court startups and court new businesses. So that that was fascinating as well. Very fascinating. Duke, one thing I wanted to bring up was was ask you a question. Uh Was that going through the speaker list here, which which caught my attention the most, is that our very own Michael Lee was the only content creator on the whole entire... No, that... Michael Lee was the only TikToker there. You know what? You might be right. I'm you going actually, no, 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 you actually made me. me right, Gal. The most interesting character that I met outside of Michael, and I'll talk about why Michael got there. The most interesting person is Kathy Hackle, mm-hmm. who is the chief metaverse officer and co-founder of a company called Journey, but she is known as the godmother of the, like, if you look up Kathy Hackle, I believe her title right. is the godmother of the metaverse. I, that was fascinating because she's been in the metaverse for 10 years. Like, wow. you know, whatever. Um, and then there were content creators as in more traditional content creators like Farrell Williams spoke. Right. And there were actors speaking. But you are correct. 
Michael was the only board on digital creator that spoke and the only TikToker, but he was there in his capacity, which was interesting as he was talking about Web3. Mm-hmm. And so Michael started a company called Joystick, which is the gaming technology company. And what they do is they use blockchain technology to allow users to make money off of playing video games and all of those yep. things. So that is why he was there in his capacity to talk. So it's interesting that you point that out because I was there and I was looking at, but I didn't go in there with my creator hat on. Yeah, I, like, yep. I went there with my business hat on. And then there was a whole day where they spent time talking about how Web3, blockchain technology, NFTs will affect marketing and business. Yep. What was interesting on that was that even though mentioned in Hyundai speak, but Kia spoke as well. And what was interesting was that, again, these more traditional advertisers, all of them have been sort of messing around in that space. Kia mentioned that they did an NFT test, but it was just surprising how everybody didn't get caught up in the mania per se. These larger companies could serve, but very open to Web3 and understanding That'll play a role and more open than if you remember the time of old enough to remember in 98, when websites first came around, I remember people were saying, what's this online marketing (laughs) is is garbage. It'll never work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's hilarious. That's an interesting point that you bring up. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think the web three we see right now with Mm -hmm. how NFTs are, I don't think that will be what the long-term vision will look like, but. It's funny how a lot of these companies are focused on it in a degree to educate themselves. They're starting to learn it and they're starting to realize that this technology will play a part in the future of their business. So they're exploring it now and better understanding it. So when the rest of the world is on board, people won't even realize they're using Web3 technology. But it's interesting how businesses and brands are now, you know, educating themselves in. And it was so cool that Michael has positioned himself to be a Web3 expert and launching with Joystick. But Going through this list, it's pretty phenomenal to see a born on digital creator within. I, I didn't even look at that. I'm, I'm watching. So I'm looking cool. at the list right now. You see all these CMOS. You see yeah. two mayors. You see some actors, a singer, right. and you see Michael, a TikTok right. on this list. I did. I didn't even look at it that way. Yeah, it's impressive. That is cool. That is impressive. I'll tease him about that next time we talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. If you take a look at sort of my key takeaways from Brand Week this year, again. Change is coming. Like change is not even coming. Change is happening right now. Big change. And everyone is expecting big change. And we are all diving into big change. Number two, people are digesting and putting their money where their mouth is on diversity and inclusion, not just lip service, but like saying, okay, taking it seriously of how do we make our plans and our marketing and our spend and everything reflective of of the world that we live in and the country that we work in and all of those. That is interesting as well. And I'll take your third part away is that it's interesting that Michael, a TikTok creator, only one TikTok creator is on that list. What was interesting about that is that if you look at all of the speakers, a combination of a couple of the TikTokers, some actors, some of the CMOs and people focused on culture and all those things, they did have a good cross-section and interesting people thinking about brands in an interesting and unique way. Absolutely. Yeah. So that was it. All right, guys. Well, listen, that is the show for today. Please subscribe. Please write a review. Please give five stars. I'm Duke McKenzie. I'm Kyle Kaplanis. Looking forward to talking to you next week.